It has been said by some wise soul in the universe that family is art in its imperfect, loving human form. We understand messiness and are inspired by imperfection for through these things we learn to grow, to aspire, and to achieve greatness. We learn to thrive and we journey towards success. This is the art of family. So I welcome you to our family, the Cotts family, where we create opportunities to succeed. Welcome, everybody. My name is Asha Morell Ferguson. I'm the Chief Development Officer with COTS, and we're happy to have you here with us for the Art of Family podcast. Uh, this podcast is a unique opportunity to inform hearts and minds about what it means to experience homelessness as a family in Detroit, uh, to overcome challenges and barriers related to poverty. Um, and we are uh, often engaging in conversations with partners that are uh, in this work together to help build up um, the narrative around strong families, strong households. And today I'm excited uh, to be joined by Ms. Dara Griffin of the Fatherhood Initiative and Gerald Edwards, uh, one of our uh, directors at COTS. He's the director of hospitality who also leads the Fatherhood Initiative engagement here at COTS. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Dara, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with you. Um, and ask you to tell us a little bit about the Fatherhood Initiative, how it got started, just a little background story about uh, that whole um, that whole initiative, the whole campaign and what it means. Sure. Um, I just want to acknowledge that right now my partner um, in this work is not here. His name is Kevin Bramond. And uh, the origin story of how this, this work got started really starts with him. Um, he was part of a learning community that I believe the Aspen uh, Foundation was a part of. Uh, Cresby was also there. And he had a, a wonderful presentation and really impacted some minds and hearts around what it means to support fathers and have a father-friendly environment in our systems. Mm. He had a great conversation with some representatives from Kresge around this and the idea to start a cohort focusing solely on supporting fathers and dads mm. and father figures came from that conversation. And so he and I were um, tapped to put together programming uh, to help support the organizations who are part of the fatherhood work group, the Kresge Next Gen Fatherhood Work Group that's been working together over the last year and a half to better support dads. That's awesome. And and for those that are listening, Kresge uh, Foundation is um, an amazing partner in this work. Um, and they've helped us, you know, with our Next Gen uh, focuses, which is you know, really making sure that we're being intentional about not just supporting and targeting the needs of parents, but also the needs of children and the impact that it has on them beyond um, the space that they occupy right now. And so um, it's, it's exciting that Kresge uh, collaborated with you all and that they were able to connect you all with us, like that we were able to actually build this partnership and grow um, the work that the Fatherhood Initiative is doing uh, in conjunction with what we're doing here at COTS. And it just, it fits so well because 
family is so important to us. And oftentimes, um, especially within this, the space that we occupy, um, it's, it's no um, secret that the majority of uh, the families that we collaborate with uh, are, are oftentimes um, women-led single-parent households. Um, but there's a father involved somewhere, somehow there's a father connected to this family. And so being able to encourage families um, around the involvement of, of dad in the household and dad among, you know, with the children um, is so important. And so that's why, uh, that, that's why this initiative is so important to us as well. Um, so, so Gerald, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and just kind of talk about, uh, you know, just your connection with COTS and especially with uh, engaging with the fatherhood initiative um, from the beginning. Okay. Uh, again, my name is Gerald Edwards. I'm uh, the uh, Director of Hospitality Services here at Peggy's Place, Cops. Uh, I've been uh, asked, anointed, <laughs> to uh, take on <clears throat> the leadership from a Cops perspective of the uh, uh, Fatherhood uh, Initiative. Uh, and I just uh, totally understand the need uh, for fathers to really to be fully, not just in the home and not just have a presence, but to be fully engaged with their family, uh, with their families and their children. Because so much, I believe, of what lacks in and, and, and what is, has the, the, the suffering ills of our society is because fathers are not rightfully taking, and I'm going to look at it from the perspective of the Bible, the godly perspective mm -hmm. of leadership in the home. And, and that's where I really believe that this fellow, uh, the uh, fellowshipping with fathers and working with them uh, and trying to provide resources for them to, to become the fathers that they really want to be. I believe that every father really is desirous of being a good father and, and have a, a solid role in their family. Uh, and I believe some, sometimes it's because they don't really, it, they haven't had a father to, that they can emulate. So they really don't fully understand their role. They don't really understand the importance of, of the role. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm uh, really adamant about, and that's making sure that the fatherhood initiative helps fathers to really see themselves and see themselves soaring and see themselves growing and becoming the leaders in, in the home uh, that they really are intended to be. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Something that I heard, uh, heard you say was fellowship. Can we talk mm -hmm. a little bit about what fellowship looks like and, 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 and the benefit of that fellowship for our fathers? Okay, I believe that fellowship really uh, serves the, the purpose of having a, a grassroots, down-to-earth, man-to-man communication one to another, one that is welcoming, one that doesn't pass judgment, but just being in a relationship uh, of expression of, and the only way I can describe that expression is an expression of love, love mm -hmm. for uh, one uh, individual to another, love for the the family and love for what it stands for and how you want to help it to, to, to grow and, and to shine. Uh, so the fellowship is really that interaction and that, and that uh, base level communication uh, one to another. And, and, and that's what I'm expecting and hoping 
that we uh, of us that are, that are leading this initiative along with father to father will be in fellowship one to another to be able uh, to play off of one another and to bounce things off of one another along with gaining and garnering uh, information through some of the uh, resources that we will be providing through through speakers and, and uh, literature and those types of things. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Dara, do you mind sharing just from um, your experience on, on a national level, from the time that you all started to where you all are now, uh, some of the outcomes that you've seen, um, some of the, you know, I, I know that there's statistics that speak to you know, um, the involvement of fathers or roles of fathers, you know, as it relates to the households and families. But what are some of the outcomes that you all have seen thus far since launching this initiative? Sure. So I, if I could, if I could just kind of go back and talk just a little bit about our approach when Absolutely. it comes to, you know, working with fathers. So our approach is highlighting the true narrative of fatherhood. Yeah. And for us, the true narrative of fatherhood mm -hmm. is that fathers are active, engaged, nurturers, protectors, providers, and vital to the well-being of our children, our families, and our communities. Mm -hmm. And that too often our systems are not prepared to properly support our fathers because Absolutely. our systems are designed around mothers and children. Mm -hmm. So to address the high, the, the, we're highlighting, we want to highlight the true narrative mm -hmm. that there's no dad that I've ever come across that's bragging about not being in the lives of their children. Right. There, there's shame attached to mm -hmm. being disconnected to their children. And we also know within this narrative, we want to understand that father's story. What caused that father, that father figure, that dad to become disconnected? Yeah. So being curious yeah. about the things that happen that cause disconnection um, between fathers and their children, understanding that there's always a story and us wanting to support the dad's that the dads want to be, that they're becoming. And for those who are not engaged in the, in the lives of their children, how do we help them re-engage? Because mm -hmm. that's also a process, right? So mm -hmm. there are a yeah. myriad of reasons for why dads are not engaged. And sometimes in this fatherhood work, folks get stuck there. Mm -hmm. But our approach is to acknowledge that most dads are engaged. There's mm -hmm. a small subset of fathers who get all the attention for not being there. And then we don't acknowledge the millions mm -hmm. of fathers who are there, who mm -hmm. are not being supported. Mm -hmm. And so our work is around supporting the dads who are in the lives of their children and helping support dads who are not in the lives the way that they would like to be understanding their story and then yeah. unpacking what needs to be done in order for that to happen. The outcomes are, are the wonderful outcomes that happen when both parents are engaged uh, in the lives yeah. of their children. So believe it or not, 50% of parents are fathers. Mm -hmm. That's the whole truth. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so reconstructing our systems in a way that acknowledges that half of the parenting population 
are men Absolutely. and half of the parenting population are fathers and father figures. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times some of the language around dads is because dad may not be in the house. Mm -hmm. He's not there. We know that that's not true. Yeah. Um, and so redefining, redefining what it means to be there and then asking questions and being inquisitive. So if someone says, uh, this dad isn't there, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. He doesn't live in the same house with his children? Mm -hmm. Or does that or, mean he's right. not engaged? And then uh, being ready yeah. to listen to these answers and not just taking answers at face value, really, really digging into um, what's actually happening in these relationships. That's so awesome. And, and, and you, you said some things, you said a variety of things there that are just so critical to understand. Uh, but even understanding that engagement looks different household to household, family to family, and, and being able to allow for um, space for what that engagement looks like and, and understanding why that is the case, family to family. Um, something that I've heard repeated over and over again, and what I hear you sharing, Dara, is um, the trauma-informed care approach to what you all do. That uh, and we have to acknowledge, and this is a space that we are we operate in regularly here at COTS that we know that there's trauma connected to the circumstance. And so, um, what we've learned, and I've heard this quote said quite a few times over the past few weeks, that the trauma that you do not transform, you transmit. And so, oftentimes, it's been a matter of um, people transmitting something that they haven't been able to transform themselves, but opportunities such as the fatherhood initiative and, and other initiatives such as what, you know, our passport to self-sufficiency framework and so many other initiatives of that nature open the door uh, for people to be able to transform some of that trauma and then be able to triumph over it in new ways. Um, and in ways that very importantly impact the lives of their children so that their children don't then do the same thing. Um, and so being able to reshape that narrative or, re or change that narrative or reshape that narrative, especially in our society, is important. Um, Dara, if you don't mind, I I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the work that you all are doing around um, photography specifically in helping to change that narrative because that narrative is, is it, it's, it's, it's been challenging for some years. And, and, and we know that sometimes going online or, you know, if you're in marketing and I, I'm a marketing professional by trade, so marketing, um, oftentimes it's very hard to find content imagery to support the narrative that you know is actually a true. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So, it, you know, you, you just said it. So if you go in and do a Google search for Black people or Black families, your mm -hmm. options are really limited, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, my partner, I, Kevin Bramond and myself, were able to engage with COTS, the help of Gerald and the wonderful photographer, Ethel Rucker, Yay. to construct what's called the Detroit Fatherhood Photo Bank. And mm -hmm. what this is, is a almost 200 or maybe over 200 images of black and brown fathers, mostly with their children of all ages, just being together and illustrating love for each other. These are the type of images that we do not, that are not often associated with black men yep. and brown men, because the predominant narrative is that black and brown men don't take care of their children. We know that that is a lie. Mm -hmm. So the truth of the matter 
is like what I said earlier is that our black and brown fathers are engaged. They're there. They're supportive. They're active. And those that aren't want to be. And our approach is how do we engage all of the dads? So this photo bank is an opportunity for the visual of what we know to be the true narrative of fathers mm -hmm. to be out there and seen. So once this photo bank is up and running, and we believe that will be happening by the second or third week, week of January, mm -hmm. nonprofits and other organization will be able to get permission and download these images and use them in their spaces on their brochures. They can print them out to use on canvases uh, in mm -hmm. their spaces. So then these men can see themselves reflected in these spaces and know that these spaces are welcome to them as well. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. And and it was exciting to see that unfold and see that happen here. Gerald, you had an opportunity to really engage with the fathers um, in that particular uh, um, experience. And so talk to us a little bit about, you know, their take, how they felt participating, what your experience was in uh, executing it. Um, Ethel was amazing. And so, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the experience. Yeah. I just think that for the the actual you know purpose of this, leads to the excitement and that is to change the narrative of black and brown fathers. So just mm -hmm. that alone uh, brought about a, a sense of, of excitement and pride in this whole process. Mm -hmm. The fathers were, interestingly enough, they were extremely excited about this opportunity. And I still uh, owe them a uh, a look of, of some of the photographs. They have just been, every time I run across one, like, hey, when are we going to get together? When are, so we, we're now putting things together. Uh, we were going to be proceeding forward with a reception for them, but due to a, uh, a pending storm tomorrow was going to be our, our day. So we're going to move it until after the first of the year, but it's just going to increase the, the level of anticipation and excitement uh, with the fathers. So it was really uh, a rewarding experience to actually just to see uh, the, the interest level of the fathers and even just to watch uh, as uh, Ethel was photographing the fathers, just watching the, the, the interaction of the fathers with the children. Nothing was really a staged photo. It was just natural interactions between the fathers and their children that she captured. So uh, it was really just an interesting and exciting process for them and a, a rewarding, comforting process for me just to be there, to be a part of it, to help organize it and see it as, uh, playing out with the mindset of recognizing uh, what this photo bank is really going to mean uh, to the greater community. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and it, it I, I love photography um, and the way that photography is able to tell a story. Um, and in this situation, it's telling a very untold story. And, and so I'm mm -hmm. excited to see uh, the photos as they are unveiled. Um, and, you know, with us at Cots, we talk about our art of family. Um, the whole mantra is that um, family is art in its imperfect human loving form. And so I'm super excited to see uh, these family reflections uh, of dads and their children um, engaged in creative ways. Um, we're going to take a break. And... Uh, chime into some of our sponsors here for a moment and uh, we'll be back in a moment to finish this conversation. Thank you both for being here and thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to the Art of Family podcast by COTS. 
COTS exists to create and facilitate opportunities for families in poverty to collaborate, thrive, and succeed in building strong households, neighborhoods, and communities. This is accomplished through COTS Passport to Self-Sufficiency. Passport to Self-Sufficiency is COTS poverty reduction and alleviation framework. It is used across all programs, delivered through a whole family approach to support families in developing economic self-sufficiency and stabilized environments in order to create a multi-generational impact and ultimately break the cycle of poverty. To support this mission or to learn more about COTS, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S-Detroit.org. Well, thank you for joining us again. We are back with Dara Griffin of the Fatherhood Initiative and Gerald Edwards of Cots Peggy's Place. And uh, we've been talking about the Fatherhood Initiative and our engagement and our collaboration and partnership with them um, and the importance of helping to A, uh, change the narrative around fathers uh, and fathers' roles in our families, um, and B, really helping to empower our fathers um, to uh, embrace their role and, and, and do so uh, in a fun, loving, uh, creative way. Um, we've talked a bit about our photo bank and the photos that are going to be released here in the coming weeks, and we're excited about that. So if you missed that, by all means, uh, rewind, check out the first half of this, uh, this episode. We'd love for you to get caught up on the conversation. Um, as we continue talking, I would love to uh, turn to you, Dara, uh, in relationship to um, other opportunities for uh, engagement and empowerment for our families. And I know that uh, there's a couple of different things that you all started on the California initiative that we've been adopting here, but I'd love for you just to talk about what uh, broader involvement with the fatherhood initiative looks like. Sure. So in our work in California, the specifically in the Bay Area, there's three areas that we really focus on, um, which are systems change, capacity building, and research and assessment. So in our work with the Detroit group, the Detroit uh, cohort, um, we focused on those three areas of work as well. And so the system change work is really around asking systems to rethink how they see fathers and approach dads and how our service systems and our system of care um, is not intentionally leaving dads out, but also are not intentionally serving dads. Mm -hmm. So that's the system change area. The capacity building area is really about the individual um, work that providers do with fathers and the changes that might need to occur in our thinking uh, when we engage dads, because engaging dads is different from engaging moms. So if your frame for engaging parents is a frame for engaging moms, then there could be a little bit of a disconnect when dads show up. And then the last category of work is the research and assessment. So in Detroit, we held two uh, Detroit dad focus groups. Um, so we would consider that some, some qualitative research about their experiences mm -hmm. um, accessing services in Detroit. And we got some really good information. And so those are the three areas that we worked on with the Detroit Next Gen Fatherhood Work Group. 
um, and we got really great information. We also have a survey out right now for the providers who participated in the group. We expect to get really great data from that as well. Um, and then under the capacity building and systems change category, we would put like our direct services to fathers. So one of the direct services that we started in Detroit with the um, Detroit cohort is what's called dad discussions. So mm -hmm. dad discussions occurs every, don't let me get it wrong, Gerald. It's every <laughs> third, third Tuesday, every third Tuesday of the month from six, six to seven thirty. Correct. So yeah, we got the idea from dad discussions. Actually, Kevin's wife, came up with the terminology dad discussions and mm. so we started dad discussions on the west coast um right during the pandemic we started in 2020 um when everything was shut down and we knew that dads needed a mechanism to be able to talk about their specific struggles mm -hmm. as it related to the pandemic some dads were not able to see their children for months because of the quarantine and so basically it became a place, a safe place for dads to come have discussions about what it means to be a dad, what they need from a, a support standpoint, emotional support and resources. And so we have worked with the Next Gen Detroit cohort to do dad discussions in Detroit. And so far we've had two. That's awesome. That's awesome. Joe, do you mind sharing just kind of the experience of those dad discussions and, and what that looks like or what that has looked like so far? Yeah, the, uh, again, it, we're in the formative stages of this right. movie, only having two, but the actual uh, interaction with the fathers is a good one, obviously, because they are able then to share in this space of what they're looking for, what kind of resources that they need. And, uh, and when I say by re resources, I mean information and, and communication that we can uh, hopefully uh, provide. So we're right now in that, in that those conversations, we're helping to form what is going to be our curricula so that, that when we go forward, we're able then to start presenting uh, in the areas that, that the dads ha have expressed. And, and, you know, we're looking at, I'm just going to give you just kind of a bullet point uh, navigating uh, family court, uh, navigating mm, family court when there's been a violation of, of, of custody agreements, um, when uh, navigating uh, domestic violence when they've been accused of, of it. Uh, mm. Also in uh, pro providing information through a father's boot camp for, for new fathers so that, that they can kind of understand awesome what to expect uh, with a pregnant partner, uh, what to expect before the birth. And so that just to kind of give them some input in areas that we believe uh, is very important. And they've expressed a desire uh, to mm -hmm. receive some communications in those areas. So we, we're still formulating that curriculum, but we're, we're just kind of touching on some of the, uh, of the beginning stages of our meetings starting in, in January. So... I love that. And, and I think that it's so it's so critical to have conversations and provide resources and education around those topics. But it's not something that we've seen done in the past regularly for fathers. And so we, we want to see growth and development in our families as a whole. 
But if we're not providing the whole family with resources, then we can't expect to see those outcomes. And so this is this is outstanding. Um, one of the questions that I was going to ask in relationship to uh, engagement, uh, how are you, how are we connecting with, I know that, you know, we've got families that are within our Peggy's Place um, location, we have families that are connected in our Peterborough Arms and our Burrsmeyer Manor, and those are different properties that Cots manages, but I understand that this is a community initiative, so talk to me about how um, families are connected or how they're getting connected with this initiative and where they're coming from. Well, we're doing it via Zoom is the actual uh, discussions takes place over Zoom, but we have a, a host of, uh, within our database, connections to various, through the various agencies, uh, so that every, uh, every one of the cohort understands uh, what we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it, and giving them uh, connections through our, we, we develop a brochure each month, the brochure is developed to, to highlight the subject for that particular discussion. So that, that brochure then is distributed through various means. Uh, in our shelter here, uh, besides a, a copy of the brochure placed in the hand of every father, uh, it's, a, it's also placed on the bulletin board. Uh, uh, and so we, I even uh, misspoke, I guess it was misunderstood that I wanted one of our brochures uh, to be given to the mailman. Uh, when I asked that it be given to all of the, of the males, and I think it was a little communication issue, but it worked out fine. One of the uh, staff here said, okay, well, and they confronted or approached the mailman uh, with the brochure. He said, hey, hey, I have a lot of men on my route. Absolutely. I'll take wow. some copies and I'll distribute them for you. So that's awesome. Uh, so there's just a host of, of ways that we're getting the word out. Uh, beside word of mouth uh, and, and through emails and in and, and, uh, and print. That's, that's, a, that's so awesome. So, so this is available and open for any father that has an interest to participate. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That is awesome. Yes. Also is too, awesome. Aisha, if, if I may, um, one of the areas like in the cohort work and we're working the directly with providers, you know, when you look at implementation science, it, takes a while for people to change their paradigm mm -hmm. around how they are doing their work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't study that part. We don't, we want to get to the final outcomes and don't kind of pay attention to what it takes to get to that outcome. Mm -hmm. And so in our over a year of having conversation <laughs> with the providers, some of that shifting has occurred. And so people who have been part of the cohort have come back and reported that the way that they interact with men at their particular organization has changed, That's right? Awesome. Um, there's more of an openness or there's a different in kind of invitation around how to be in relationship yeah. with the men who are showing up who are fathers and father figures. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. Um, awesome. It's part of that three-part category that I mentioned a little earlier. Yeah, and I love that. I love how just providing the insight, the knowledge um, around, uh, you know, this particular uh, framework as a whole and this, this just shifting, like you said, shifting that narrative and shifting that perception is helping to open the doors to, um, 
people being more receptive um, to processes changing, because that means that the people inside are changing their approach. And that means that they're also taking a, a look at their processes to be able to shift and change those processes as well, which is so important. Um, is the Fatherhood Initiative involved in any advocacy work um, around these things? In California, my partner, he absolutely has been involved in advocacy mm -hmm. work on the county level. Um, state government in California is a little bit different than it mm -hmm. is in Michigan. Each county is like a, a kingdom. And so each county is able to kind of... Um, um, implement different things is so you across California you will see from county to county things are very different mm -hmm. but in the county where my partner lives Kevin Bermond is in uh, Alameda County um, he came up with what's called a set of father-friendly principles mm -hmm. and he was able to in his organization there were able to get the father-friendly principles approved um, on a county-wide basis for all service provision that's happening that the county provides and awesome. so that was also something that we did with the cohort here as a result of the focus groups that we had with the Detroit dads. And we talked about the focus groups and the findings with the work group. We came up with a set of Detroit father friendly principles that will be unveiled at Soup City. That's and exciting. so um, it's basically a group of guiding principles that help in their provider facing basically that help providers remember if they want to engage dads in a friendly and respectful way, these are some of the things that we should be thinking about. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And as Dara mentioned, Soup City is actually going to be happening um, January 19th. Um, this podcast will likely be released just before that, <laughs> uh, but then it will allow people to just kind of tune into that event as well and follow uh, what we're doing with the fatherhood initiative moving forward. I would love to, um, you know, come back and revisit another uh, conversation with you both and possibly bring in one of our dads to join the conversation and just share their experience and engagement with you um, and share how it's changing their family framework. Um, I think that being able to share those stories of triumph and then talk about how each person is taking an active role to reshape that narrative and change it moving forward for the next group. I, I would love for us to revisit that and uh, have further conversations in the coming months. I, I really look forward to that. Um, if you would like more information about the Fatherhood Initiative, uh, we challenge you to visit us online, encourage you to visit us online, I'll say, uh, www.cotsdetroit.org forward slash Fatherhood Initiative. Uh, we're excited about uh, being able to launch this initiative publicly and share uh, the images of the photo bank and talk about the stories um, that are that are uh, being born out of this experience um, and how families and fathers in particular are being empowered through this experience. Uh, would either of you care to have final remarks? I'm just I'm just happy to have the opportunity just to share about the fatherhood initiative and get it, the more uh, connections that we can make with, with, with people, uh, the deeper that we're gonna be able to, to get in the penetration of the, the initiative and, and the interest and all that is required in order to make it successful. So whatever it takes to make it successful, that's what I'm wanting to be a part of. And I'm happy to, to have been part of this today to help to move that uh, concept forward. Awesome. 
I'd just like to say thank you to the Kresge Foundation. Thank you to Cheryl and Cots and the leadership at Cots and to each of the four uh, member organizations who gave us the opportunity to work with you to really highlight the true narrative of fathers, which is that they are active, they are engaged, they're nurturers, they're protectors, and they are there. That's awesome. And there are two things. One, we didn't highlight who those four organizations are. So do you mind sharing who they are? Sure. In addition to COTS, um, Wayne Metro was part of the cohort. Mm -hmm. Also Starfish, Access Mm -hmm. Community, and Matrix Head Start. Awesome. All four amazing organizations, and we're grateful to be partnered with them in this space. Um, Any plans for the Fatherhood Initiative to expand outside of the California area and the Michigan area? Absolutely. Kevin and I are open to all of those kinds of opportunities, um, and we hope that uh, we're able to work with other cities, counties, states, and systems who want to improve the system of care for fathers. Awesome. Well, for those that are listening, if that's you, we will have information on how you can connect with Dara and Kevin online at cotsdetroit.org forward slash fatherhood initiative. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your partnership. Visit us online for more information about how you can get involved. Thank you for listening to The Art of Family, a podcast that serves to share triumphs of families overcoming poverty and homelessness. As families journey towards stability, Cots believes there is always beauty to be found along the way. Through partnership, mentorship, and relationship, we all create opportunities to succeed. To support this mission or to learn more about Cots, our families, or our partners, visit us online at cotsdetroit.org. That's C-O-T-S Detroit dot org.